Clarita here, and I've got a new sponsor, DistroKid. If you want to release your music into the world, DistroKid's the easiest way to get your music into all the major streaming platforms, unlimited uploads, and keep 100% of your royalties. And because you're a Design Freaks listener, you get 30% off. Go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash Design Freaks. DistroKid. Hi, y'all. Welcome to another episode of the Design Freaks podcast, where we talk music industry, art, and design. Thanks for listening. Uh, I'm Clarita, and I'm your host. I'm a Seattle-based graphic designer, originally from Austin, Texas, which is why I say y'all. This is episode 47 with Callum Rooney. Uh, Callum is a graphic artist and printmaker based in Auckland, New Zealand. So, very exciting. This is my furthest away guest ever. Uh, I was in a Wednesday. He was in a Thursday when we recorded. Crazy. Um, I love his work. It's psychedelic, uh, joyful, uh, you know, just keeping the spirit of analog design and printmaking alive. So very cool. Um, He designed posters and album covers for so many bands, uh, including Acid Mother's Temple, King Gizzard, uh, the Levitation Festival, and his very own band called Ounce. I wrote in my notes, interesting name in a country that uses the metric system. (laughs) Just saying. Uh, But no, they're awesome. And I put their music in this episode, kind of sprinkled it throughout. So if you like it, go to their band camp and buy their album and their merch that Callum designed. And I'll have a link to all that in my website and the show notes for this episode. And uh, speaking of the Levitation Fest, I have a couple corrections. Okay, here's the first one. Um, in this episode, we talk about the France levitation. What We weren't sure whether it was happening. It is happening. Shout out to Johnny Sarkis for sending me that info. Sometimes you can look things up, but you choose to bother someone instead. <laughs> so, uh, but that's what friends are for. So thank you. Um, anyways, but Callum is doing design work for Austin Levitation, um, and I just saw his Melted Skull shirt that he designed for them. Really cool. They're printing it on tie-dye, and I want one. Anyways, my main correction, though, is um, so in this episode, I mentioned the musician, thinking that I'm going to talk about New Zealand musicians, (laughs) and I mentioned John Congo's He's not from New Zealand. He is very much from South Africa. So I was wrong, but I left it in. It's funny. It's funny when you're wrong. Um, But also there is, there are some interesting things about him. So just going on a little side tangent about John Congo's real quick. And then I'll get into why I thought he was from New Zealand. But so his big hit was called He's Going to Step on You Again which was covered by the Happy Mondays. And their version was called Step On. And the best part of that version was the John Congo's guitar sample they used. 
<laughs> shots fired. But uh, so that song came out in 1971. And for some reason, it's cited in the Guinness Book of World Records as being the first song to ever use a sample. It was actually a tape loop of African drumming. Pretty sure tape loops were used before that. But uh, anyway, little nugget for you. Uh, but okay, so the reason I got mixed up and thought John Congos was from New Zealand is because his other song called Tomorrow I'll Go was covered by my favorite New Zealand band, The Human Instinct, from their album Stoned Guitar, which is the only one I'm familiar with, TBH. And that's like the the quiet, sad song on the album. But the rest of that record is such a ripper. If you like heavy stoner rock from that era, I mean, yeah, love that record. But I then I didn't bring up Human Instinct with Callum because in the back of my mind, I'm always thinking like, am I getting Australia and New Zealand mixed up? And for a second, I thought, no, they're Australian. I second guessed myself. So um, I didn't want to say it wrong. So there you go. Um, turning my mistake into two recommendations. Um, anyways, Callum is a very gracious guest. and uh, But first, I wanted to say thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoy the show, please share it with other vinyl and design freaks and leave an iTunes review and subscribe. Um, you can find everything at designfreakspodcast.com and you can contact me there, hit the shop button, buy some merch, you can donate. Um, you can find the Bandcamp page for Ounce. And of course, you can pre-order that Box of Bubbles uh, collector's edition of the Barney Bubbles book by Paul Gorman. And that's at vol.co. That's the website, vol.co. So that is um, a special collector's edition that comes with extras and it's signed and has a cloth bound box with screen printed design. I had the honor of contributing an essay to it limited to 500 copies. It comes with the Hawkwind Galactic Tarot Card Pack to promote their record at X in Search of Space. There's some Ian Dury pieces and a couple of DIY pieces from the Glastonbury Fair record from 1974. So check that out and order yours now. And for more music-related podcasts, and or if you'd like to sponsor the show, take a little trip over to ruinousmedia.com. And now, let's all take a journey over to New Zealand, you know, into the future to talk to our mate, artist, graphic designer, printmaker, king of the ooze, Callum Rooney. So welcome. Hi. Hello. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining me from New Zealand, from Auckland, right? Yeah, that's the one. Thank you for having me. Uh, of course. My pleasure. I love your artwork. And... Um, I wanted to ask you my cheesy dad joke of how's how's tomorrow going? Oh yeah, the future. The future's uh it's unreal. <laughs> oh wow. I can't wait. <laughs> so you're still in it's Wednesday there, right? It's Wednesday here. We're living in the dark ages. Oh wow. Yeah, very bizarre. Have you been to the the States much? No, I've I've never really uh left New Zealand actually I, I was born in England but I've I've only gone to Australia once and yeah I'm just not very traveled at all so well um I heard that it's like locked down there or am I thinking of Australia no nah, no nah, yeah it's well we we just came out of a four or five month lockdown once Omicron mm -hmm. 
hit our shores and we're only starting to really come up to like the peak of it now. Like today there was 6,000 cases. Oh my God. So yeah, we're, we're way behind you guys in terms of. Yeah. Yeah. So like the waves kind of hit. Yeah. Uh, um, a little after. Yeah. Totally. Tell my listeners um, who aren't familiar with you or your work, um, mm-hmm. briefly, like who you are, what you do, um, that kind of thing, just like how you would introduce yourself. Well, I am 31 years old. I am <laughs> a freelance graphic designer. I've been doing it, yeah, pretty much freelance full time for the last three, four years. Um, Congrats. Thank you. Um, yeah, mainly working in music, just doing gig posters and record covers and stuff like that. And also just um, printmaking on the side as well. Yeah. Nice. And are these primarily New Zealand bands? Um, recently, not really, actually, because I think because of um, lockdown and stuff like that, there's just been minimal gigs going on here. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I was going to ask how COVID, I know COVID had quite a ripple effect of like obviously bands and venues, but then... Mm. The other um, industry folks that most people don't think about, like the graphic artists that uh, create the gig posters. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I guess it was because, yeah, we've we've had the, the big wave sort of after you guys. So mm-hmm. I've been able to ride that wave while we're getting hit with it. So mm-hmm. it's, I don't oh, know. Oh, I see. Yeah. It's kind of the blessing of the internet, really, that you can work internationally from your desk and just pick and choose work from wherever. At the start of 2020, when shit hit the fan, really, there was government subsidies for just mm-hmm. freelancers or, or just any business, really, um, just to keep wages going and stuff like that. So there was there was initial um, government support when it, it did really slow down at the start. I don't know. I've just been blessed to just be able to just keep trucking through it. So... Okay, so let's go back to the beginning of um, your life at Conception. Just kidding. Um, but <laughs> just like back to um, when you were like, that's what I want to do. Was it like when you started drawing? How did how did that all start for you? Well, I, I guess I've always had like a, um, I don't know, an interesting graphic art and stuff like that. And I, I did like, you know, graphic design and art at high school. But I, I didn't, I, after that, I didn't do it in university or anything like that. I just did mm-hmm. film and media and ethnomusicology. So that was like a totally different buzz. Oh, wow. I was also like playing music as well. So that kind of got me more into like um, record covers and gig posters and all that stuff. And then it wasn't until I was like in my early 20s that I, I started playing music in a band. So just on the side, you know, when I was just doing a day job, I was just making gig posters and stuff for our band Mm. and it it just kind of just like organically grew from that just you know 
do other people's gig posters and yeah it kind of starts from necessity sometimes right yeah definitely i mean we we were like really broke and you know when you <laughs> music doesn't really make money so what <laughs> i know right what no a way no way <laughs> harsh reality um yeah same with art and same with a lot of design so you're you're quite accomplished for being able to be a freelancer that's great um i love your art it's a little Thank you. uh the aesthetics are i would say maybe a little before your time is that safe definitely <laughs> yeah absolutely like i mean yeah i i pretty much all the music i listen to is i don't know like probably like 50 years ago at this point you know yeah i was just listening to johnny congos today johnny congos oh it's so good it's psychedelic real fuzzy guitar um God. weird synth stuff i'll send you a link i only know a few things i found out today that split ends is from new zealand yeah um, definitely one of the um <laughs> one of the kiwi nuggets yeah, yeah. and crowded house Crowded house yeah have you seen that uh, Split Ends record that's all laser cut? No. Let me grab it. I have it, and I pulled it out today for our interview because I wanted to show you. Just a second. Keep in mind, this actually, it does play, but I don't know if you can see it. Hopefully, you can see Do you see that? Oh, shit. So that, it's good. Well. Yeah. Because usually, you know, you see the etchings, but they're usually, you know, it's just like a one-sided record. But one I'm, side I'm that doesn't play. Yeah, yeah but this right. is both. This is the other what? side. Yeah, the whole That's... thing. It's God just damn. like laser. I don't know how they do it with without affecting the grooves, but it's the album yeah. with that big hit, I Got You on it. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. True Colors. Final fun fact for today. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, what about like New Zealand graphic designers? Are there people we don't know about? New Zealand, I don't really take a lot of inspiration from okay. in terms of in terms of art. Um, I'd say probably. Do you know Mike Hinge? No. He was born in Auckland, but he he did a lot of that early sort of um sort of like futurism, sci-fi art. But he, he started doing that stuff in the States. But he was the only guy that was born in New Zealand that I'd probably say has been like a like quite a big influence. I would say a lot of the a lot of the um eighties stuff that was coming out of New Zealand, like on Flying Nun and all that stuff, a lot of that stuff has really cool art. Um mm -hmm. like Chris Knox and a lot of like hand drawn sort of punk sort of yeah. aesthetic, you know? Yes, yes. I love yeah. it. Yeah. So you do take from punk and psychedelia, it seems like. Yeah, like definitely, definitely growing up before I started getting more into like um, the esoteric stuff of like, I don't know, psychedelia or prog or whatever. Um, I was definitely more into punk. Like growing up, I, I used to skate and stuff. So organically, I kind of started to absorb the music and then with the music, you know, yeah, it was definitely a lot of punk stuff and punk's mm -hmm. definitely got like a very strong graphic identity. Oh. So uh, yeah, I guess I guess that kind of tuned me into like you know, 
the record sleeve as a thing in itself and the posters like the diy sort of mm-hmm. ethos even like yeah. skate deck graphics oh absolutely yeah like yeah. um jim phillips yeah he was like a big oh. um early influence when i was yeah. doing a lot more like sort of like delinquent <laughs> oozy shit i still do a lot of oozy stuff but um yeah i'd say it's probably where it stems from yeah where, so talk about the oosiness. i love it um Ooziness, it's definitely yeah. like a great device it's an artistic device that you've kind of woven throughout your work it's great i mean your typography is great too but like i just love the contrast yeah i i I, um i suppose ooziness is just like a good it's just like when in doubt just add some ooze you know (laughs) i don't know it's just a good way of like um bringing texture and just like light and direction and shit into a design i don't know it kind of softens stuff as well it's like mm. kind of like a, a a way of adding sort of organicness without having to be like, you know, anatomy or like botanical studies and all that. Naked you know, ladies. Kinda... Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, a lot of that. <laughs> a lot of that stuff's been done so much. So. I mean, we love it, but also I would like to just look at texture sometimes too. Yeah, and yeah, texture seems yeah. to be a big a big thing these days in in graphic art, I suppose. Okay, yeah. so how do you get your texture? Um, is it different ways? Do you hand stipple? Do you use brushes? Can you um, reveal it, that? Are you comfortable talking about that? Uh, um, yeah, you no, know, it's it's just a like a rapid, you know, one of those rapid graph pens, just stippling, mm. like a fine nib pen. And I just, you know, just stab a piece of paper like a million times. Oh, um, that must be therapeutic. It is, yeah. <laughs> sometimes, you know, when when you've got like a deadline, it's just like, could I just hurry this up? But um, sometimes I just use pencils and stuff. And then I just mm. like convert, convert it to halftones or... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've seen a lot of halftones in your work too. Yeah. Um, as far as like printing, I wanted to ask you about... Do you have a studio? It looks like some of it is Rezo printed. How do you have access to all this cool stuff? Well, um, yeah, so going back to when I like started playing in bands and stuff and we'd need merch. Um, we had a mate that did screen printing. So that kind of, it kind of, it's always one of those things that I always wanted to try out and stuff. And I think him doing it with in kind of like a DIY manner, kind of demystified it. So, yeah, I pretty early on I got a just a bunch of screens and just did like online, just looked up online stuff and I just taught myself how to screen print, expose screens and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's always been like a pretty big influence on my work. And then yeah, I, I also did pick up a risograph as well, which. My a friend of mine just happened to have it as at his work, and uh, his boss was just like, oh, "I just got this big old piece of shit photocopier. Yes. Do do you want it?" And I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> so you know, he he just like dropped it off. I didn't have to pay anything oh, for it. Oh my god! But you have to buy those barrels of ink, right? Yeah, you have to buy the the ink and the mm-hmm. um, like the master paper which wraps onto the drum, kind of like a screen. It it's it's a bit titchy like it, it it works sometimes it doesn't work sometimes you know mm. it, 
It's a bit temperamental. <laughs> but I suppose that's the nature of a beast, you know? Yeah, and um, it is big and clunky and mysterious. <laughs> and I've, I've used them a little bit. Um, and when they do work, it's just, that's, there's nothing like it. It's, it looks so good. I mean, I love screen printing too, but there's something, there's, it's just a little different. Yeah, so. totally. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think, um, I really appreciate that you do the screen printed poster art because I feel like that's kind of dying out. The collective. Yeah. I, I think I wanted that to be like a point of difference, like, especially in New Zealand, um, there's like literally no one really doing it. Like there may, there may be the occasional case, but like quite early on when I was trying to, um, do art and, you know, commission like posters and stuff more as a thing, I'd always like try and press people to be like, Hey, do you want to, should we do like a print run of like a gig poster or something like that? So, um, yeah, it seems like it's definitely more of a thing in the States or Europe or something like that. But I definitely collect uh, screen printed posters. Um, I'll probably order one from you, actually. I should. Um, <laughs> ha- do people have tattoos of your artwork? Um, I've had a few people be like, uh, I'd like you to design a tattoo or mm-hmm. talking about taking a bit from another design that I've done, which it totally freaks me out because I'm like, <sighs> don't. Don't put my crap on your skin forever. Like, and you know, there's like people that are tattoo artists and that's their trade and you know, that's what they're skilled at and shit. So it's like, just, just leave it to the professionals. Cause. Oh yeah. Don't do it yourself. But I think your art would translate. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it could. I, yeah. I don't know. It just freaks me out. <laughs> many cool fonts where do you where do you like to source them from well in terms of just finding them it, it mm-hmm. would definitely be um fonts in use yes okay it, it's that okay. is like that's probably like my favorite website on the entire internet it's just yeah it's yeah I, i'd be lost without it it's the best but in terms i don't know i just i just download free fonts really mm-hmm <laughs> I don't think I've ever bought one. Like most of the most of the fonts I I'm after, are, you know, they were digitized ages ago. You know, they're all from like the '60s mm-hmm. or the '70s or something. So, mm-hmm. like a letter set or um, all the Glazer fonts. Oh yeah, I mean, his, yeah, his topography game mm-hmm. is amazing. Let's see. What was the first record cover you remember? Did you have records in your house growing up? Probably not. Like my parents didn't really buy a lot of records, um, and I'm I'm sure like CDs were kicking around, but probably one that I could 
probably actually remember, like that actually had an impact, would probably something like by Black Flag or something like that. Oh, um, yeah. Pettibon. Yeah, Raymond Pettibon. He's, he, early on, he was a big influence. Um, probably something like Slip It In or My War. Mm-hmm. Just very bold, yeah. Do you still play music? Yes, I am in a band currently called Ounce. We will be putting out, uh, we, we got to record another record soon. We've already done one record and we're going to be working up to another one. Oh, nice. So, yeah, I'll probably be doing the art for that. Um, I look forward to at it. At some point. Cool. Um, yeah. What else uh, do you have going on right now? Are there any, like any big projects you're working on or just worked on? I just did a record cover for a German band mm-hmm. called Wuken, 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 Wuken. Wuken. Um, so yeah, that's in the works. And there's, a, there's still a couple of records from last year that are waiting to come out. I I guess it's just because of like the record pressing mm-hmm. at the moment. The delays, it is massive. Mm-hmm. So it's probably yeah, like six, six months worth of work backlogged. Um, what, is that that Teenage Gizzard thing? Is that out? Yes, that came out, physically came out towards the end of last year. Cool. Yeah, I'm just starting to get the ball rolling on doing some stuff for Levitation again. Oh. Yeah, which is always good. Which Some geek posters and aren't stuff. Aren't there multiple? Which one do you do work for? I think the one in France is, is I don't know if that's going on at the moment, but it'll probably be the, the one over in the States. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, what what else uh, are you doing? Good question. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I don't know. Now, um, there's still some commissions in, in the works and stuff, mm-hmm. and eventually, I'm, I, I want to try and take some time out to like work on a on a book or something. Um, yeah, I don't know, just like a small publication. I've always been meaning to do it. And I've just procrastinated on it for. The last year or so, um, mm-hmm. but but yeah, maybe just something to just compile a lot of work. And I'm always doing screen prints as well, so mm-hmm. they I'll, they just kind of just come out when they come out, pretty much. Yeah, so like an art book. Yeah, an art book. I was I was almost gonna I was kind of thinking initially, sort of like a comic. But, you know, sort of like those abs- old school like abstract comics where there isn't like dialogue and stuff like that because I can't write for shit. I've, I've already done like a few pages of it and stuff, but I don't know. I'm, I'm finding it pretty hard to carry a narrative. I'm, I'm pretty like, I've got low attention span, so. But I've seen um, a panel piece you've done and it was cool to look at even though there wasn't like a linear story exactly yeah yeah i think I, I, that's kind of like my approach to doing it like i i have done a few screen prints or you know just like single page sort of comics but i yeah i was trying to do one that was going to stretch over like the span of a book however long that was going to be mm. but um so i don't know i might just like just put those kind of loose pages in and just you know, just mash in previous commission work in their sort of raw state. Let's see what happens. See what happens. Well, <laughs> see what... it's good to say it out loud because then, you know, that's part of getting the ball rolling sometimes, talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. 
I saw recently you actually did you do the foreword for that um, Barney Bubbles book? Was it like an essay or something in the, in the, at the start? It of is a really sappy essay I wrote. Um, and I was going to ask you because some of your black and white drawings especially reminded me of Barney Bubbles. Yeah, he's definitely a, definitely one of my big influences for sure. Especially like all the Hawkwind era mm-hmm. stuff. I, I heard that podcast you did on In Search of Space. Oh, you were mentioning In Search of Space and mm-hmm. stuff. like That was like a big record for me when I was a teenager. So. He he was so like immersive in his design. It wasn't just like a front and back LP sleeve, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like the, the foldouts and the. I'm still trying to find a copy of that record with the original logbook. The booklet with yeah, X and yeah. Search of Space. Yeah, it's hard yeah. to find. Yeah, I don't have it. Yeah, I wish I had it. It's the story that was written before they wrote the music. That's right. Like the music was based on his concepts. Yeah, he was like totally an asset. I mean, he he, he painted all the bass drum skins and mm-hmm. the the amps and stuff like that, and all the stage kind of yeah, that's crazy. But also, yeah, I like the stuff he was doing with. Um, we've seen the stuff he did for like Oz Magazine and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, just yeah, his layout and his yeah, like you say, his ads and stuff like that, his promo. Yeah, just crazy. It is. It's mind blowing, but he did do it for a living. So it's like he wasn't like working a job and doing this on the side. So I have to keep reminding myself like, well, (laughs) that's what he did. (laughs) But some because sometimes I'm like, how, how, how did he do? Because I'll I'll keep seeing new things. I know it's just all these these other things that just come out of the woodwork. So yeah, so it's the third edition of the book that's going to be released on his eight, what would be his 80th birthday this summer, um, June or July 30th. Mm. I think Paul Gorman was interested to know how, um, how is his work still relevant in a digital age? Um, And it's because there's people like you and me, like you still do analog design. Not everybody's doing all digital. I mean, I assume you do some, right? Yeah, I only do the digital to kind of get it to the masses, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and just like color and typography, if I'm not doing it by hand. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So we kind of dabble in both, but it's definitely like there's never going to be a point where analog design becomes irrelevant. I don't think. No, definitely not. And ev- even with um, people that do. I feel with people that do full digital design, you know, they're still trying to, there's definitely a resurgence to make it look analog. I don't know. I, I don't know if it's kind of like a pushback against like, just like hyper digitization of everything. And you can't deny like the look of analog, you know, print work and t- just design in general. Uh, who's going to write the foreword for your book? Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Start thinking about it. Does that mean I have to be dead before it comes out? (laughs) Nah. Also, I have to say, I looked up New Zealand slang today, and I, chili bin, I don't know why I've never called it that. What do you guys call it? Cooler. Ah, yeah, yeah. 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 So chili bin from now on. Um, and what else? Dunny, 
Dunny paper. Love it. Dunny paper. Oh, yep, yep. It's going to come in handy. <laughs> um, anyway, well, thank you so much for talking to me and have a great night. Have a great Thursday night. Thank you. <laughs> have a good, uh, what is it? Still a Wednesday? It's still a Wednesday. <laughs> have a good Wednesday night. Bye. All right. See you later.